0: to have a customized plan because we're all individuals and we have a different path and even the symptoms that we may experience are different. So we go at it from different angles. We don't, we're not carbon copies.
1: No, yeah, cookie cutter protocols are definitely not helpful for any phase of life.
0: So the last two episodes, we were talking about the signs and symptoms of perimenopause and menopause, which sometimes you're like, what the heck is that? And the following one we did was, sorry, no, it's not following, subsequent. That's, I couldn't think of the. That. See, that's the brain fog stuff. <laughs> sometimes, Like, so seriously, this actually does happen. Like yes. I used to articulate really well, and now I'm stuck. Oh, I, like, honey, I you had still articulate blank, really well, but, but that like, can definitely happen. For sure. Me too. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, sometimes I listen back to our podcast. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's not me. But that's okay. I'm just whatever. Yeah. Like it's tongue-tied. We're tongue-tied. So yeah. I think yeah. we need to be honest about this. And we're starting the session with, hey, guys, sometimes we get tongue-tied, and I'm fully cognizant of the fact that it may be menopausal symptoms for me. I'm just speaking yeah. for myself, right? Like yeah, I'll sit no, there, I'm like, I, I "What is that word? What is that word?" And I can't even spit it out because it's not even there, right? My mantra that... is "reach, reach, reach," <laughs> you know, and breathe. Yeah. So we talked about that kind of symptom as well. So many other symptoms of perimenopause and menopause in the a previous. Perimenopause. <laughs> <laughs> Darn, you caught that. Well, that's what They're it is so for cute. me. I don't know about you. I know. Mary...
1: Mary's
0: <laughs> menopausal. Whatever. See, this, is, so truly yeah. this is truly menopausal. Yeah. Peri- uh, no, not postmenopausal. Um. So we did a previous episode about the symptoms that you may or may not even know about. And then we talked about after that subsequently, I use that word subsequent, and uh, about what can aggravate it. But now, so super important because we need to look at the strategies. What the heck can we do to move on and live a full life and thrive? So let's get going. Quickly, if you have
1: looked back and you've seen your symptoms or you've heard your symptoms in a previous episode and your doctor Google searched it, whatever it is, and you're like, I am so sure I have perimenopause, but my doctor has denied that I have perimenopause. They have done the follicle stimulating hormone test. Then off-label use, there is a test that you normally would be looking at for ovary reserve. It's called anti-malarian hormone, and we talk about it in a previous cycle in great detail, but it can be used to kind of slightly predict when you're going to go through menopause. So if you're curious, and let's say you're trying to decide, do I go on hormone replacement therapy? What kind of strategies I need to implement? How long am I going to be following through these strategies? And you just want to get a sense of it. Uh, you can do that test so that you can kind of understand, okay, what is this looking like? How many more years of this am I going to be going through, like these symptoms? And then obviously, you know, you're going to be managing them through nutrition and lifestyle. And there's research to show it's not just about hormone replacement therapy, or getting, you know, physical treatments, although they can be very helpful for stress management and treating conditions like deficiency, like acupuncture, You you can do a lot through lifestyle as well. So Let's talk about nutrition and supplementation and then jump into like Chinese medicine diagnosis and acupuncture points. Maybe you can give us a couple that patients oh, that can use for hot flushes. I
0: would love sure. that. Sure. And or before insomnia. we go on, this, I love how we like speak over each other. Guys, I apologize that we do this because we're both so excited to be here with you. And if you love this so far, please subscribe and share with everyone that you know, because this is important stuff. These are transitions of life that we cannot avoid like this is it, guys. And so also looking back to previous episodes, you can literally go to myfertology.com where we also cite the different researches that we go through and um, all the rest of it. So let's talk about uh, the nutrition and supplementation. Shall we start with there? Sure. Yeah. Top
1: three tips for nutrition. I would definitely look at what kind of carbohydrates you are consuming. We mentioned in a previous episode, we talked about uh, NAFLD which is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease which unfortunately is you know epidemic and we're getting it because of insulin resistance creeping and our western society of overexposure of unhealthy carbohydrates so making a shift in the types of carbs you're eating can impact your hot flushes and your night sweats so um Nutrition: uh, the biggest key would be to say, okay, instead of perhaps having pasta, looking at having rice in its whole form, so non-milled form, so brown rice, not pasta, not brown rice pasta, brown rice itself, or root vegetables, quinoa, legumes, so foods that are going to also feed your gut flora, which can also impact our hormones. So, and then and then balanced plates, making sure you're getting all of the macronutrients of protein carbohydrates and fats. And the carbohydrates aren't just those starchy carbs I was just mentioning and being selective in those, but making sure you're getting above ground vegetables because those have magnesium and they are very high in phytonutrients. So you want to stay healthy because this is the age where people's, you know, with all these hormone fluxes, often, unfortunately, autoimmune conditions can get turned on or genetics can get like unhealthy genes can get triggered. So it's really important to eat your green veggies like your mom told you to and like you're maybe telling your kids to do. I'm making myself laugh. So uh, yeah, so nutrition, <laughs> those would be my top main tips. Um, fasting is a helpful tool that people can implement to improve insulin sensitivity, but it's not for everybody. I think having a break in eating is a helpful tool, meaning, you know, like don't eat after a certain hour, perhaps push out breakfast, but it doesn't have to be long intermittent fasting especially
0: if you have a lot of stress in your life, it's more important to eat healthy foods and plan for that. But if you want to go back to one of our episodes, we do discuss intermittent fasting. We have one on sugar. We have a lot of different things. So just go back to to them and then, um, but keep listening to this for now. And so in terms of herbals, there's Western herbal medicine and there's also Chinese herbal medicine. In Chinese medicine, when we look at the waxing and waning of our energy which is part of this transition of going into perimenopause we say the kidney jing this essence that we were born so vital with when we come through this earth as a baby it it we are born with a certain amount and it decreases over time until our lights go out literally right so we need to be able to conserve that energy And in exactly what you had mentioned, because in Chinese medicine, a huge part of it is that lifestyle medicine. It's what you eat, how you move in in exercise, right? And traditionally, the exercise that we speak to that you can do until you're very old age is Tai Chi and Qigong. And so that's part of the and, And often, it's actually done outside. So you're connecting with nature and you're oxygenating through the fresh air, well, hopefully fresh air and not polluted air. So then there is, um, not just what you eat and what you have expressed, but it's how you eat it. And you talked about when you eat it and what are we doing while we're eating? Are we being mindful? Are we in celebration and in community so that we have joy when we eat? Are you sitting in front of the computer, chowing down, getting indigestion and barely chewing? So all of that is so important. And then we can get to the Chinese herbal medicine and then we can get into the acupuncture. That's lower rung compared to what you can do in your life. And so when you speak to about acupuncture, yes, there's lots of research that has been shown to improve um, symptoms such as hot flashes, helps to improve with sleep and anxiety and depression. Like a lot of those Uh, symptoms that we have named joint pain muscle pain yes yes and in fact like you know when it came to the earlier studies in the west about acupuncture the most studied types of um, acupuncture treatments are for pain pain of any kind and it's very effective for that so yes it's all done and well like and you know to me acupuncture is not just for specific treatments of things and traditionally And what I do now, it's like, I use it proactively. It's literally just part of my life because ideally what you want to do is prevent. You don't want to even get to all these symptoms. And it's about preventing, mitigating the, the tension that goes with it. And so it can be super, super effective. And how does it work? Well, we put the needles. In there's very very thin much thinner than the hypodermic needles that you would get when you take blood draws. The hair. Right. Yes. 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 And so, you know, l- literally everyone that comes in, oh, tell me how this works and is it gonna hurt? And and when I do the needling, it's always quite a bit of a anticlimax. It's like, is it in? <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? So <laughs> and then and then but then simultaneously it's like oh my gosh i feel a sense of relaxation and what i see and what i've experienced myself as through the patients as well it's like you get an acupuncture session and it's like you have this rest and you feel as though you've had a full night's sleep versus just calming one down for that moment of time nourishes the nervous system yes Very good. Love that. And so let's just be very practical and I'll give you one acupuncture point that you can do on your own. And um, gosh, like the people that are sitting in front of their YouTube, you can visually see, even though I'm going to be like spreading myself like a pretzel for a second, but that's okay. I'll do that for you. And then for those that are just listening on the podcast, you can just follow my lead Because this point, kidney one, um, I think it's translated as bubbling spring. So if you think about what that means, it's like literally we're tapping into that essence to bubble it up and course through your body to revitalize and energize and have things moving and flowing. And um, what Tanya said earlier in terms of, gosh, like your liver can get sludgy. Right. So it's like literally moving that sludge and revitalizing, keeping your pilot light on if you're a gas stove. And so this point resides on the base of your foot. And I'm going to pretend actually that my hand is my foot. And it, you know, you can find the balls of your feet, right? And on the, and if you um, think about where your toes, Oh, awesome. I love it. Okay. So Tanya is going to show us her feet, demonstrating. So if you divide where the base of your toes into the um bottom of the heel and divide it into three, it's the top third, and it's really underneath the balls of the feet and right in the center. And if you kind of squish your toes, like you can actually see a little dent in it and you press on it. And if that's difficult and we're not able to flex like a pretzel then you can use a little ball it could be a tennis ball it could be a squash ball whatever kind of ball and and you can use it to like even if you're sitting in front of the tv or if you're cooking you can stand on it and you just kind of massage that spot and you can do it for like two full minutes and you just breathe into it and by the way when there has been research that's done on breathing if we breathe relax for two minutes at a time in the sequence of about five seconds per inhale, five seconds per exhale, and which equals to 12 breath cycles in two minutes. That is enough to relax you and then add with that the acupressure point. You guys are good to go. So nice. hopefully that's helpful. And, yeah. But that's just one thing. And obviously, if you want to get some real acupuncture, just call us at a live holistic health clinic. And if you want direct, and by the way, Because what we're speaking to is more generalized conversation, you can call and speak to Tanya, myself, or our associates, and to have a customized plan because we're all individuals and we have a different path and even the symptoms that we may experience are different. So we go at it from different angles. We don't, we're not carbon copies. No. Yeah. Cookie cutter protocols
1: are definitely not helpful for any phase of life. And for example, we were talking about in a previous episode, we were talking about symptoms you might experience. Some people might have hot flushes and and migraines and somebody else might be having cold flushes and vaginal dryness. So it's totally different diagnosis, Chinese medicine wise. So I think it's super important to uh, get an individualized treatment plan. And what I love at Alive is we you know, you can have the consistent treatments, um, but as you're getting better, you're then kind of just doing check-ins. Like even if it's just quarterly, we always want our patients to be as independent as possible, you know, getting treatments, um, maintaining it in a capacity that, you know, it's it's easy to integrate into your life. And going back to um, treatments, I would say hormone replacement therapy and antidepressants are the standard of care. For conventional medical doctors, or it was years ago, and then kind of hormone replacement therapy got dropped because of studies that were done back in 2002 and that were misinterpreted. And more recently, it's back on the table because the misinterpretation has been surfaced and medical doctors are more comfortable with it. Naturopathic doctors have been prescribing for years, recognizing and understanding using bioidentical hormones. Uh, for patients to support through perimenopause, and now we're, inter- we're also bringing in, um, you know, bioidentical like estrogen patches, for example. That uh, now the pharmaceutical companies are jumping on board instead of using uh, compounded estrogens, we can use bioidentical estrogen that has been FDA approved and you know turned into patches rather than creams. So that you know both are options, and everybody is an individual. Uh, but they can be so effective for patients if they're really experiencing the anxiety and the insomnia. And they've tried, for example, the lifestyle approach first. So changing nutrition, changing up exercise, and perhaps slowing down and stress management tools. The problem is if you have such extreme insomnia and nothing's really working, and even an antidepressant, maybe you don't want an antidepressant, but you're not sleeping, it's really hard to do the lifestyle shift or the And have the energy even to go in for an energy to treatment, like if you're not feeling well. So sometimes it can just get you out of the cycle if you don't want to be on hormone replacement long term. And then, of course, you would assess your risks with your uh, family doctor or your naturopathic doctor as to whether or not it would be indicated for you. But according to the research, it's safe for most people. And it's now first line. It's considered first line treatment again for people who are really experiencing hot flushes and night sweats. And, you know, it's good for bone density. So many other, so many other reasons good for just as a menstruating ovulating woman, we make uh, estrogen progesterone and it really helps us, which is why we feel healthy in our memory and we have good bone densities. And there's lots of shifts that happen after we go through menopause. And as we say, it's a normal phase to go through, but years ago, we might not have lived as long as we are going to. So to and have that yes. extra support, and it makes sense to yeah. have somewhere we go to to have like integrate calm and relaxation and recirculate our energy into our meridians. So, getting acupuncture and then sleeping better because of perhaps better nutrition and hormone replacement therapy and then supplementation where indicated. So, vitamins like or minerals like magnesium. Uh, herbals that help you adapt to stress. We call them adaptogens like ashwagandha, or in some cases, you know, uh, a little bit more of a stimulant, but if you're really flatline burnout, uh, rhodiola and panexgen things. So helping your body adapt to stress better. And then, you know, theanine amino acids like 5-HTP and theanine can be very helpful and nourishing. But I, what I've discovered as a woman going through perimenopause, it's really helpful to slow down. <laughs> like, Because if you don't slow down, your body will slow you down. So I think it really helps to recognize what phase of life you're in and see if you can prevent the symptoms by having regular acupuncture, massage therapy, choosing good foods, protecting your sleep, because maybe you will cruise through your perimenopause years and not need hormones until later and then you decide, you know? Yeah. I think it's really important to like pause and know that we are not robots.
0: <laughs> we are no, humans. we're not robots and everyone's journeys are different. So some of yes. you may be completely able to get away with doing all things natural and some it can be very severe and you may use the combination of both because why not? We have that ability, we have that accessibility. So just do whatever it takes to thrive. And if I may add in, as we get older, our cells may start to get less hydrated. So, acupuncture is definitely a way to kind of like puff up those cells, make everything more juicy, as I always say. And, you know, we have like 50 trillion cells in our body. So, why the heck not get them moving, get them going? And there's a whole movement, and we're, we've certainly gone on that bandwagon because I am postmenopausal and I am a little vain so acupuncture is really awesome for those of you who have concerns for facial rejuvenation it's a thing so you can call us and talk to us about that as well so you know i know that it's very prevalent we see it often where people are using botox and fillers to help and they may look quite lovely with it but at the same time it's like there are other options as well so if you want a more natural approach especially if you're you know, trying to conceive or if you're pregnant or, you know, not wanting to have any kind of external things in your body, it's a great option.